You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class, lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being, and not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hey listeners, welcome back to Yoga Magic. Happy holiday week, everyone. I hope you're spending some time with your family, wherever they may be, however that may be. Our family will just be the four of us together for the first time. We're just just trying to avoid any risks, COVID exposure. And I cannot cook at all. I'm like so lucky that my family and my in-laws are good at cooking because I've never had to do that. And now I'm like, oh, either I'm gonna have to figure it out or my partner's going to have to cook, or we're ordering in. I think we're going to go with the ordering in. I'm looking into all of the takeout holiday options. It's looking pretty promising. We're here to support some small businesses. I'll keep you updated. But I hope that you're you're enjoying this time, finding some gratitude you know, in the challenge. Friends, it's the final episode of fun, the fun self-care month. We still talk about fun things, but... It won't be the whole theme. <laughs> I hope you got some good ideas, you know, that are playful and joyful. We're getting really creative these days with what play and fun looks like at home. I actually pulled my Instagram audience to see what they're doing for fun, and I got some really awesome ideas that I wanted to share with you. The first, and I think my fave, was naked yoga. <laughs> Heck yes. Maybe not Zoom naked yoga, but like alone naked yoga. Yes, 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 yes. Other ideas, video games, coloring, cleaning the house or like house projects. I don't know that I consider that fun, but you do you. (laughs) Puzzles, midday sex, K-pop music video dance parties. I'm adding that one to my list immediately. Planning trips and big parties for the future. Zoom yoga, oh yeah, painting, handstand practice, so many good ideas, everyone. Thank you for sharing. Keep them coming because I think people are looking for this. I've gotten a lot of responses. You're like, let me know what you find out. (laughs) Today on the show, everyone, I've got some fellow podcast sisters to share their learnings and their fave practices. Stephanie May Potter and Marnie Duchess Marmette are two amazing wellness entrepreneurs. They're both board-certified integrative health practitioners and holistic health coaches, and they're the host of the Art of Living Well podcast. I actually discovered Marnie and Stephanie's show about the time I was starting mine because they were just starting theirs as well, and it's been so fun to grow alongside them you know, in this community. I thought it would be fun to have them on the show and pull back the curtain a little into wellness podcasting. You know, the experiment of trying new practices and new rituals and seeing if we like them, it's such a big part of this role as a host. And we do different things. We like different things. You know, the funny takeaway from our conversation and so many other guests that I've had on this show is that self-care and rituals and well-being does not have to be super complicated. It can be super simple. 
Stephanie and Marnie, they've had such a variety of fun guests on their show, so you'll definitely have to check it out. It's called the Art of Living Well podcast, and I'll actually be on there earlier in the new year as well. I hope that you get some ideas from today's episode. Next month, we're talking about going after our dreams and goals and thinking big. This year, it's just it's been hard, right? It's been hard on so many, losing jobs, struggling, and I personally find it really motivating to hear from people that are achieving their goals and they're helping others on the way. So we have some amazing guests next month that I cannot wait for you to hear from. If you like today's episode, share it with a friend. It's so meaningful to hear from brand new listeners who were gifted this free resource from someone that they loved. So thank you, thank you for doing that. If you share any of the episodes on Instagram, tag Yoga Magic Podcast so I can say thank you. All right, everyone, off to our chat with Marnie and Stephanie from the Art of Living Well podcast. Welcome, Stephanie and Marnie. I'm so glad you guys are here. Thanks for, for being on the pod, taking time out of your busy day. How's how's your day so far? Busy? It's been a little crazy, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Got up pretty early this morning so I can get it all in. How early do you normally get up? My ideal time is somewhere between 6.15 and 7. Yeah, totally. I would say that's my peak, like that's my best performing day if I'm up at that time, even though sometimes I'd prefer to stay in bed a little later. I do better (laughs) if I get up somewhere between 6.15 and 7. We had a mutual guest, Yasna, who said she gets up at like 4.30. Didn't she say that? She does. She does. But I think she goes to bed at like 8 or 8.30. So that helps. And that wouldn't work in my house. I mean, she has little kids. I have teenagers. Yeah. So like I'm going to bed before my teenagers, but 8.30, their night is just starting. I can't go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, mom, we got got stuff to do. Yeah. Well, this is one of the many reasons that I wanted to chat with you gals because you have such a wealth of knowledge into well-being. You you try things out. You're willing to, I don't know, get a little creative. You live in the world of podcasting like me, so you get to hear a lot of things. Will you tell listeners who you are, you know, what you do, what your family life is like, just all your goodness? Sure. I'll start. So I'm Marnie. And I am 47 years old. I am married. I've been married 20 plus years. <laughs> <Your daughter. laughs> I think it's 23. <laughs> I have a 14-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 20-year-old. I run two businesses. I have a promotional products business that I've had for, I think, about 18 years now, mm-hmm. which is basically I put logos on swag for for companies. And it's pretty awesome. And then I have a health and wellness coaching business, which is called Zen for Life Coaching. And then Stephanie and I have the Art of Living Well Together, which is the podcast plus some programs and some other things. So I stay very busy. I started out with the promotional products business and I Loved it for a long time. And then I started to feel a little bit unfulfilled. And so I started kind of searching to figure out why I wasn't fulfilled anymore. And I kind of landed on what would fill me up. And so I landed on health and wellness because I've always been super passionate about health and wellness. Mm -hmm. I was very into fitness growing up. I was a gymnast. My mom was an aerobics instructor. And I was a runner and a skier and all this stuff growing up. And so I became very interested in other types of health and wellness. And I started kind of 
reading a lot on my own. And eventually I was like, you know, maybe I could turn this into a profession. So I researched, found a health coaching program, Institute of Integrative Nutrition. I went through that program. I graduated in 2015. And that kind of launched me into really into the health and wellness world professionally. I also got my yoga teacher certification. I got a yoga calm certification, which is which deals with kids ages like K to 12. And I just really jumped in, I guess, to the health and wellness world, Mm -hmm. started a coaching practice. And yeah, I think for me, I was always very focused on the physical aspects of health and wellness growing up. And what I really learned once I kind of started my own health and wellness journey was how to incorporate all the mental aspects of wellness. Mm -hmm. And that has had a profound effect on who I am today, I would say, and how I raise my children and how I live my life. And so, yeah, I totally agree. I started in the physical world as well, and it evolved into the, the many other areas of wellness. And I'm so grateful. It's really changed my life. That's awesome. Thanks, Marnie. Stephanie, what's your journey? I'm so curious. Yeah. So I'm Stephanie and I'm a recovering CPA and caffeine (laughs) (laughs) and recovering caffeine and sugar addict turned holistic health coach. Oh, I'm still in it. So good for you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I still enjoy sugar and coffee, but not nearly to the extent that I used to. I mean, I used to have a stash I'd bring with me to work every day and I would, (laughs) I would like ration it out throughout the day so I could like, you know, keep my blood sugar high. Right. But no, I just, I think growing up, you know, I had a somewhat unhealthy relationship with food. I mean, I was tracking food and calories during different points of my teenage years before there was my fitness pal. So I was doing it using a little book my mother had and doing Jane Fonda workout videos and tracking how much I worked out and always needed to lose 10 pounds and going on those random cabbage soup diets and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I went into the corporate world after I graduated from college and I, I was using sugar and alcohol and large amounts of caffeine to and process food to get me through the day. And my motto was really work hard, play hard. And I wore lack of sleep as a badge of honor. It was how many hours did you work and billable hours and how late were you in the office? And after nearly 18 years in the corporate world, I was burnt out. And we had just moved here. My youngest right now was a newborn when we moved here. And I was on edge. I was very, I had a lot of anxiety. I ended up going on some anti-anxiety medication. And then after a few years, and food was also, I was also very into food, but not necessarily how I am now. You know, I didn't really appreciate the role that good, wholesome food has. I was just kind of going for the latest trend. And then at some point I you know, I got introduced to health coaching and I always knew I had a passion for wellness, but I didn't want to go back to school to become a dietitian. And so that just that passion for wellness is what led me to become a health coach so that I could help other really driven women and moms and high achieving women prioritize their health so that they could have more energy and eat cleaner and start to integrate simple and sustainable healthy habits into their life. Because I understand really firsthand the challenges of maintaining a healthy, balanced lifestyle, especially while being a mom, juggling kids, Mm -hmm. having a career. And then I just kind of continued on. So I left work a little over five years ago when I did the same program that Marnie did through the Institute for Integrated Nutrition. And then last year I graduated through Integrative Health Coach, similar to Integrative Health Practitioner, sorry, same as Marnie. And I'm just this professional, I feel like student now, like I'm always looking for, okay, what's the next 
program. So many things really piqued my interest. (laughs) And I never, I always said I never had any passions. I never really liked to cook. And now I love cooking and creating recipes. And I just started a yoga teacher training program in the fall, which really I need to dive into that, the mental aspect of health. And I was always very focused more on the physical and working out. So it's been a journey. I'm still on my journey. I'm nowhere Mm -hmm. near at the end of it. And so, yeah, I just, I love inspiring and motivating others to figure out, meet them where they're at on their health journey. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, them. you're with them, you know, like, I think that's such a, an amazing gift is like, you're both doing the journey. You're doing the work too. I love talking to coaches of, I mean, of health coaches, business coaches, all the things, because I'm the type of person, I don't know if you guys are like this, but I'm the type of person who, if someone tells me something to do, I will do it and I will do it well. But like, if yeah, someone absolutely. doesn't tell me, I might, I don't know. I probably yeah. won't. <laughs> No, it's so true. I'm actually in this writing class right now that I just started. And I literally said to the instructor yesterday, if you give us homework, I will do it. Yeah. If you tell us it's optional, I may not do it. So just please assign us homework every week because Mm -hmm. that'll keep me writing, keep me on task. Like, Absolutely. That's why I'm literally doing this yoga teacher training program. I know I need to practice more yoga. And I'll go through periods where if I don't have a class that works in my schedule or someone that I like to go to, I won't do it. And so this is forcing me to do the yoga myself because now I have to practice on my own to to take that. Yeah. Yeah. Where is that through? It's through Devanati. Oh yeah. I think you told me that. I love that. Yes. Yeah. It's very holistic. It's both. So I'm going in person. It's a small group. We wear our masks and it's really close to where I live, Mm -hmm. but some people are online. It's kind of nice because you have the flexibility. So, oh Yeah. That's amazing. Yoga Alliance didn't actually allow online teacher trainings up until basically till COVID. COVID. And now that this is happening, like I did a restorative training. I'm going to do a 300 hour online. I'm like, this is the best, right? You know what? I just recently like realized that I could do any kind of training anywhere in the world now online. Yeah. Like to add on to the training I have, which is such a cool feeling. Like you could find a teacher in... Bali, wherever, yeah. and <laughs> it'd be nice to go the there. I know. With them, I know. Which is, it's my goal. If I'm doing a training in Bali, I'm doing it in person. Same. I know. Well, <laughs> I'm not I, taking an online training with somebody. We all go do a 300 hour in Bali together. Yeah. Like maybe. Yes. Oh my for that In a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, I'll be. I'll be right there. Oh, I love hearing your journeys and seeing what success looks like with tons of years of experience in coaching and like helping women. You know, I'm, I'm like a year into really working one-on-one with people to help them grow their self-care practices and grow as individuals. And I think I just, I learned from the two of you. I learned from your show. Can you tell me, tell the listeners about the evolution of your podcast? Because it's not a small feat starting a podcast. I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Stephanie and I met in the spring of 2018 at a local mastermind. Actually, it was Yasna's mastermind at a co-working space in Minneapolis called Modern Well that we're both members of. And so we were in this mastermind for women entrepreneurs and we pretty much, I would say, instantly kind of bonded because we have all these similarities. You know, we've had similar journeys. We're mothers of three kids. Our birthdays are like two days days apart. No way. We've both lived abroad. We've traveled to similar places, like just all these crazy similarities. We went to the same health coaching programs. And so we, we just kind of connected over that. And 
we decided that it would be better to collaborate than compete initially, right? Yeah. So we decided to host a couple workshops together and group programs. And we, I think we did that like the first year that we kind of connected yes. and that worked out really well. Well, Marnie, I think I remember you, I distinctly remember this, you approached me because just to give a little bit of background, Marnie and I are both podcast obsessed. So we were always like sharing episodes. Like this was an episode I heard and she would text it to me and then I would do the same. And she said, what are your thoughts on starting a podcast together? And you know, in the back yes. of my mind, when I listen to podcasts, I'm sure I have the thought of, oh gosh, wouldn't it be so great to have a podcast like years from now, but never even considering undertaking that feat, which Ashley, I don't know how you're doing this on your own by myself, just everything else on my plate. And so I was like, sure, we just, Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And for me, like, it really scared me the idea of starting a podcast, like the idea of putting my voice out there. So much about the whole thing of creating a podcast scared me that I just wanted to do it more. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. It was like, I wanted to face that fear and do it. And I felt like doing it with someone else. First of all, I worried about the time commitment. I had talked to people and they said it was a lot of work. And I knew nothing about podcasting or editing or any of that. So doing it with a partner sounded like a great idea. We worked well together and it's definitely been the most fun thing that I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm sure Ashley, when you have these guests on your show, we get so much energy from our conversations, right? I mean, every single time, whether we know the person or we just got introduced via email, we've had all these amazing experts and guests. And I think when people share their story and do it with such enthusiasm and passion, it comes through and that energizes Marnie and I. Totally. And keeps us going. And even just being the lifelong learners that clearly we all three are, yeah. it's like every time you meet someone, you learn something from them, right? right? Like whether it's a piece of wisdom or something they've done or whatever, it's like, I love taking those little, like, whatever you want to call them, tidbits or whatever from everybody that we meet and learning about something from their journey. Mm -hmm. It's like our own therapy. Like every time we have someone on, we learn, I'm taking notes. Okay, I'm going to do this. You know, we interviewed a guest this morning and there's this amazing recipe that she mentioned. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make that. I just. And actually even talking with you about how you're the mother of young children, we just had this woman on, I think it was episode 50, maybe the parenting mentor, she would be a great, like, she's a great resource for mothers with children in yeah, general and even yeah. young children. So that just kind of popped in my mind. So we need all these great people that have all these resources. It's so funny being in podcasting right now when we're at home. Cause like I sit in a room all day and I talk to people all over the world and I, like you, am so energized. And then I'll like, walk downstairs and I'm just like <laughs> high off the excitement. And I, not that my husband isn't, he loves his work too, but sometimes he's like, like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> what, what did you just do? It's like, I just talked to Marnie and Stephanie about all these things and it was so great. Yes. So I'm really grateful for this right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I think people in this space and talking to other entrepreneurs are just they're so willing to share and help yeah. each other out and promote. No one's saying no to us, which it just, it, I think it creates a really good vibe and good energy and good feelings all around, which I we agree. all need more yeah. of right now. So, oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> so, this month on Yoga Magic, we're talking about 
fun self-care practice. Sometimes on the show, we talk about, you know, really dark, heavy things because we have to do that, right? We have to process and we have to grow and we have to self-study. But I just felt like with all the things happening in the month of November, we could just talk about some fun. And I really want to learn from the two of you because you've talked to so many people just like me about what wellness, what well-being looks like. What are some of the things that you've learned? Maybe if you could each even give like five things that you've either adopted, practices, discoveries through this whole process of really growing into well-being. I mean, I can start with one for me, like one of the biggest, well, there's a bunch, but but (laughs) (laughs) self-care is incredibly important no matter where you are in your life, right? Whether you're a young mom or whether you have teenagers or you have, you're an empty nester, like really learning how to tune into yourself and take care of yourself, whatever that means to you. So maybe Stephanie, like this is hypothetical. She likes to go get her nails done. And maybe I like to take a walk outside. Those are two acts of self-care, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, really learning that that is so important for me to be a good person, a good spouse, a good coworker, mother, whatever it is, I do a better job of it when I take care of myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think specific practices that I love it. I don't know what, maybe some of these aren't like fun, fun, but they're not deep and heavy. I mean, I truly love getting acupuncture and cupping. Oh yeah. So that's fun. for me, the cupping, <laughs> and I just had my husband do it recently because he hurt his back, but I love it. I just feel so much better, especially if I have an injury, but even if I don't, I feel better because I think it's just really taking Mm -hmm. out the inflammation in your body and acupuncture is so calming and relaxing. And in addition, it's just balancing out the different energy flows in your body and addressing certain organs. So I've dealt with it for like more medical and treating symptoms and getting to the root, but I also just think it's super relaxing and grounding. I would say, and I know a lot of these are similar for both of us, just because we've talked so much about it that I know that. So Stephanie, you can jump in if you want to, but getting outside every day, no matter what's Uh going on in the weather is just so good for my well-being. taking a walk, biking, hiking, whatever it is, breathing, (laughs) crisp cold air, like just getting outside. I prefer to move while I'm outside, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I, if I'm working and it's a nice day, I'll just sit on the deck and at least I'm working since COVID that is, at least I'm working outside, but really moving my body every day. I'm crabby if I don't move every day. Oh, (laughs) I I just am like, even if I move minimally, I'm crabby. Like I need to move every day and I prefer to move outside. Yeah. Yes. And you know, one of my favorite things to do, and now it's getting a little colder, but like, especially when I was, my kids were younger. And if I didn't have a sitter or anyone to watch them was like, move with your kids outside. So I have this, like, I live near a track and I have this track workout I've been doing. And sometimes I do it by myself and I brought my kids and now that they're older, I'll bring my youngest. And he like, likes, he gets into the workouts too. So you can run, you can walk, you can do body weight exercises, run up and down the stairs, which is like really great for your quads and getting your heart rate up and you're outside and then you'll see other people there. And it's been a great one to do during this pandemic as well. So that's just something really simple and easy. And it kind of incorporates what Marnie was saying with getting outside and moving your body, but it's something that you can really easily do with your kids too. Yeah. I love that. 
So I would say another well-being, and you wouldn't even necessarily call this like a well-being practice, but maybe you would. For me, and I'm even thinking back to when my kids were younger and I felt like someone needed me all the time. Like I couldn't even get into bed without someone wanting to hang on me. So getting that time away from your family Mm -hmm. with your friends, like girlfriends or whatever kind of friends, like where you just, you have that time to like decompress, talk about what's on your mind with someone that's not in your family and have time away from your kids. I think that's really important. And if you don't have a sitter, maybe it's a grandparent or your spouse, or maybe you need the time with your spouse. So figuring out what that is and making sure you carve out that time. I think for me, that was really helpful. I figured that out pretty early on, I would say Mm -hmm. that I needed that time. And I remember I had like a standing date with a couple girlfriends and we would go to yoga probably three times a week. And it was just like our time, we went to yoga, we'd talk afterwards. And it was really helpful for me while I was raising the little ones, because the second you walk in the door, they're on you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another thing for me, and this is kind of more like therapeutic, if you will, is just I've done some some pretty cool healing sessions with a couple different people. And it's kind of hard to explain without going on a long tangent, but just some really intuitive people who use different, maybe it's a little bit of Chinese medicine and some guided meditations and really kind of tuning into the root cause of any issues that you had, especially I think for people that are highly stressed and can't figure out what they want to do with their life or don't love the job that they're in or anxious or that sort of thing. And so they're just some pretty cool people that I worked with that were pretty profoundly like life-changing for me and kind of Mm -hmm. led me on this path to get out of the corporate world. And so finding those people that you can connect with and maybe it's doing one-on-one sessions with them is really, was really important to me. And I think sometimes as moms, we, not sometimes, I think a lot of times as moms, we're so busy taking care of others that we forget to take care of ourselves. And so it's like peeling back some of those layers as to who we are at our core and what brings us joy and what makes us happy outside of our family and our kids can be really powerful and profound. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would add on to that, that I have found that as my kids have gotten older, I've really had more time to peel back those layers Mm -hmm. and really figure that out. And I would say to the young moms, like it gets easier. It gets bad. It's not that it's bad when you're in it because it's, it's beautiful in a different kind of way. Right. But as you get older, you do have more time to really dive into yourself and your interests and maybe explore some of those passions that you truly have struggled to find the time to do when you are that young mom with the toddlers or the elementary school kids, especially now in COVID when it's extra hard to get a break. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can we unpack that a little? Because we were talking before we started recording about the people like me who have really little kids. You know, a lot of our listeners have kids. A lot of our listeners are like pre-kids. So it's like, oh my gosh, that feels very intense. But there <laughs> is a point <laughs> when things aren't, like you said, you don't have a tiny child hanging on your leg every two minutes and your kids, you watch them grow and you watch them develop their beliefs and their, their practices. And like, it's so, so beautiful. But to me, that feels like when is that going to happen? Like, when do I get to get there? 
And, you know, I want to get into some of the minutiae about what is your your morning routines look like now that you, again, you know what well-being looks like, you know what makes you feel good. Morning routines, I think, are just, they say a lot. They're like a snapshot into people's <laughs> well-being world. So I'm really curious what yours are. Well, and it's funny you should talk about when, if I flash back to when I had smaller kids, I didn't even know what the hell a morning routine was. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I had never heard of that before. Like, so. <laughs> who coined the term or who made the term morning routine popular? Because it's, I feel like question. it's only been the last couple of years, right? And now I'm like a stickler about morning routine. I We talk about it. Marnie and I have had a podcast episode talking just about the morning routine. But I mean, if I think about when I flash back to having little kids, like I'd wake up because I'd hear someone crying or someone would be at my bed and I'd roll out of bed and then I was trying to get to work and do all the things to get everyone ready in the morning. But it's so important that even if it's just five minutes, like you don't need an hour routine, you don't need to go to the gym in the morning to have a morning routine, but like take some deep breaths, like just have five minutes for yourself. And maybe you can incorporate some movement into that. And some breathing is a great way to start the day Mm -hmm. or sometimes, and I do this more at night where I kind of go through and have like a gratitude practice and I don't necessarily write it down, but I talk about it to myself and just think about what you're grateful for. Cause that really sets you off on the right frame of mind versus focused on the long to-do list and things that you're trying to tackle for the day. But as far as like what my morning routine looks like now, I mean, I'm always getting hydrated first thing. I'm drinking water right away and I absolutely have to have warm water with lemon. So if I'm going somewhere, I will travel with lemons because I can't be without without them. (laughs) In your suitcase. I love that. Yes. So that's like a no brainer for me. And I do prefer to move and get some sort of movement in or yoga or a walk, a lot of walking now, early mornings. Mm -hmm. I used to do a lot more workouts at the gym pretty early. And that was kind of always part of my day. And then I love to, I drink a lot of tea. I'm always drinking tea in the morning. And I almost always, Marnie can probably will say the same thing is I have a smoothie, like probably 80 to 95% of the time for breakfast. And that's just my way. It's super energizing. It keeps me full and happy all morning long. I don't have any energy dips, which I always used to have back in the day. Yeah. So simple, but I mean, it makes a big difference. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I try to, I do try to meditate, but you know, that's, it's hit or miss. I do it at some point during the day. It's not always in the morning. <laughs> I was recently just watching another wellness influencer talk about how if sometimes meditation feels really hard, how she dances instead. And I was like, okay, going to oh. try that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. Marnie, what about you? Well, first of all, when my kids were little, like Stephanie said, I had never heard of a morning routine. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of my mornings were very frazzled in all honesty where I was like rushing to get them dressed and change diapers and make lunches or get to preschool or whatever it was. It was, I just remember them being, them being very chaotic. I would say today for the most part, my mornings are not chaotic unless if they are, it's probably me creating the chaos, (laughs) if anything. (laughs) Honesty. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm yes, but I do have a morning routine I always hope that I wake up before my alarm goes off because I, I feel like the alarm going off like is jolting and I like waking up. Oftentimes I'll wake up like a minute before my alarm goes off and then I just turn it off and never even hear it. And I, I really like that. So I will lay in bed on my back right when I wake up and I put my hands on my belly and I always take 10 deep breaths. I will not get out of bed unless I do this. 
and I think about how I want the day to be. And I'm not really doing gratitude. I try to do that more at the end of my day. Same thing in bed. But in the morning, I like to think about what is my day going to look like? What do I want to accomplish? Or I just try and envision my day. And then I get out of bed and I like to move. I fill up my water. I don't always put lemon in it. Although I do like lemon water. (laughs) I don't always do it. I'm going to be honest. But I always have my water. And I usually move right away in the morning. And I do lots of different things. Sometimes it's cardio, sometimes it's weightlifting, sometimes it's walking outside, sometimes it's yoga. It really depends on how I feel. And I try and create those workouts based or that movement, I should say, based on how I feel that day. And then I go into the kitchen and have that smoothie, just like Stephanie. (laughs) And the smoothie is, I mean, I usually am very excited by the time I have the smoothie. Like I love my smoothie. It keeps me full. Like Stephanie said, it really is. I like starting the day out with liquid instead of solid food. I think it's Mm -hmm. better for my digestion. And on the weekends we do do brunch. So I, you know, we'll make brunch at home or whatever. And then I still usually have my smoothie though. I just might have it later in the day instead Mm -hmm. of in the morning. That's my routine. I've had a goal to add writing to that. And I've really struggled with adding that into the morning. I, I'm kind of at the point where if I can just get it in the day or in the evening at some point, that's great. But down the road, I just need to add the extra 15 to 30 minutes onto that morning routine so I can add writing into it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my own goal. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's changing, right? It's always growing and shifting. Yeah. And are you two fans of Kelly Levesque? Do you like her smoothies? Her, I don't know, her makeup for smoothies or like, where do you get I your have inspiration? I no idea. What yeah, that, I don't know who that is. is. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't know oh. what her smoothie is. I've heard I do. Her name. And it's very similar because I've listened yeah. to her. I have a thing where every meal and including their smoothie should be balanced and balance uh-huh. is a healthy fat. It's leafy greens or fiber. And it's a clean protein. And so her smoothie is kind of similar to the one that I've been eating, drinking, my kind of go-to, although I do lots of different things for years now. So it's very, yes, it's very, very- We could do a whole episode on smoothies. I really like- Yeah. (laughs) Right? I tell you, I mean, my kids make smoothies and we all have favorite smoothies in the house, like big fans. You can pack in so many nutrients and I'm like obsessed with eating vegetables in the morning for breakfast, like eggs or whatever. And I just think you can get- tons of greens and nutrients. And yeah. And both of our kids, I mean, I'm amazed at like my daughters will now say, can you make me a smoothie? Like, I love that, you know, mm-hmm. and they're, they're drinking high quality smoothies. They're not drinking the sugar loaded chocolate smoothies mm-hmm. or the, the naked smoothies. I'll have to say, sorry. Yeah, oh, like those, I don't juices. Consider, right. those aren't that's smoothies. In my opinion. <laughs> no. And I would say Stephanie and I both use this powder that's called DNS daily nutritional support. And we can send you the link on that if you're Mm -hmm. interested. It's a really high quality protein that is clean of like everything pretty much. And it's third-party tested. So what the company says is in the powder is actually in the powder. Mm. And I know there are a lot of dirty, if you want to say that, say it like that powders out there and people just don't know how to tell, you know, what's a good powder and what's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Well, 
I want listeners of Yoga Magic to check out The Art of Living Well because I think you have so many interesting guests that are very aligned that are also different. I talk a lot about astrology and a lot about spirituality and just I think this idea that you guys talk about the physical well-being in addition to all of these other areas. There was we were just also talking before this about your episode about <laughs> crickets, which I'm like <laughs> had no idea that like eating crickets was healthy. If someone were to come your way to check out The Art of Living Well, where would you direct them? What's a great first episode for them to try? Gosh, oh, that's so hard. <laughs> Marnie, Marnie and I have so many and everyone we're like, that's our favorite. And then the next one is our favorite. You know, we mentioned the parent team mentor, which I think is great for anyone that has kids yeah. of all ages. I think that we had episode number 25 with Anna Needham and she is an acupuncturist and she owns Dow cafe and Dow Herbery, which is in Minneapolis. Oh yeah. Cool. And she is amazing for everyone to listen and to. So yeah, she's so knowledgeable and she actually in her wellness center, all those different kinds of wellness therapies or whatever you want to call them. She has a bunch of them at her center. Yes. Mm. And I've gone to her for acupuncture and cupping and she's wonderful. We had on, her name's Michelle Vig with Neat Little Nest, and she's a professional organizer, but she also just came out with a book. It's the Holistic Guide to Decluttering. And I think that's for everyone. If you're at all interested in organization and you like to declutter, that is absolutely the episode for you. But it's a holistic view, meaning it's not just the physical clutter, it's the mental clutter as well. Right, right. And then Stephanie and I did an episode, episode 28 on clean wine. And a lot of people (laughs) don't know about clean wine and organic wines and wines that don't have additives and all kinds of stuff in them. And so we inform the audience about that. And people really enjoy, I think, learning about clean wines in general. I have listened to that one and I actually learned a ton from that because it's like, I don't know, I'll go to whatever total wine and pick out (laughs) what looks good. I usually look at the label like I like that color. I'm going to pick that one. <laughs> so well, actually knowing is very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> you're not, you're not alone there. You're not I alone. Mean, That's very normal. I would say that that was like my number one way to pick out wines way back when I'd be like, Oh, that's a cool name. Or I like yeah. the label or you know, but now I feel like I know a lot about wine and that's definitely not how you want to choose your yeah. wine. You can feel better the next day if you don't drink, I don't know, unclean wine per se. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so those we are just have, yeah. I was yeah. just gonna say we truly have loved all of our guests, and they all have something valuable to share. So feel free to make your way through through the list. Check them out. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, ladies, I am so grateful our paths cross. Even though we're, I mean, we're in the Twin Cities here, in the same little sphere. We've never met in person, but I hope we do at some point. Yeah, <laughs> me too. We'll make it a point as soon as we can be a little bit more mobile here. Right. Can you tell listeners where they can find you, your coaching businesses, your Instagrams, all the things? Yes. So our website is theartoflivingwell.us. Instagram is theartofliving underscore well. And we also are on Facebook, the Art of Living Well podcast. And we do have a private Facebook group that I think is just called the Art of Living Well podcast. Yes, I think <laughs> you can find it once you're on the Art of Living Well okay, okay. Facebook page, but we'll send you that. And we have like a 
change your mindset in five days if you sign up for our newsletter and we don't spam, we don't send out a ton on there. But when we're running programs, I think Marnie mentioned earlier that we do run a quarterly functional medicine liver detox, which is a community and Mm. it's seven days and it's amazing. We had such a huge, huge group in September. I think it's just something that people need really to get that liver working more efficiently and being able to just cleanse the liver of all the toxins that we consume in our food and our drinks and in the environment and all that good stuff. And we run a couple other programs throughout the year as well. So check out these ladies, check out the art of living well. It's a very, very large variety of awesome well-being practices. And I'm really grateful that you guys put your time into this because it's helping people. It really is. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having us on your show. It's been super fun. Agreed. Agreed. Love learning. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, ladies. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks to Marnie and Stephanie for being on the show. Don't forget to subscribe to Yoga Magic. Share this with a friend. Check us out on Instagram at Yoga Magic Podcast. We'll see you next week. Thank you.